This is Jack. Hey, I'm Damien. This is Karen. You are listening to the Think Breaks podcast. So today we have a guest in the Think Breaks room. He is Basics' first ever release. He is also a producer who is very good. He's had music on Galaki. He's had music on Hospital, Limitless, Context Audio. You name it, he's probably been on there. So please, everyone, give it up for Colossus. (laughs) Cheers for having me on, guys. Welcome. Yeah, very happy to be on. Just quickly... How did you? Is it Galaxy? Is that right? How you said? I that? said Galaxy. Yeah, uh, Galaxy. I think. Oh, yeah, I thought it would be Galaxy. <laughs> Look, I mean, if they want to call it Galaxy, you know, the, spe- uh, the spelling trips me out, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? What's going on here? Uh, Galaxy is uh, Liquidity's um, sister label, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my bad. I didn't. Uh, but you know, the spelling sorry. just to me looks like Galaxy. <laughs> it does, to be fair. It does. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know a hospital had a sister labor right? or not hospital like liquidity. Yeah, liquidity. Oh, liquidity. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I do know. I didn't know they were <laughs> connected. My bad. I did not know that. You see, that's my knowledge on the DMB jet like industry right now. Very you learned something unfortunately. new. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I just sort of. I'm just the guy that just. I'm just making it. I'm just like kind of like yeah. I'm fucking around with DMB. I just don't know a lot of shit happening in the industry. Honestly, I'm very similar to you on that sense. Um, I guess over the last couple of years, especially, I've very much fallen off the whole like bandwagon of keeping on top of like what's current. Um, I've been like digging about the last few weeks and found some really cool stuff, to be honest. But yeah, I need I need educating on the scene, (laughs) on the current day scene. That's a fair point, actually, Toby. You've been on Hiatus for, what is it, three years, four years? Um, I think uh, making like regular music for myself, I think about three years, yeah. I've done the odd kind of collab with people that have come out here and there, but yeah, I've just been um, just been honing my uh, own craft almost, I guess. I know what you <laughs> Going mean Going down some that. different routes. Yeah. Right. Is this, are you, I mean, are you just, is it just drum and bass that, you, that you've been honing your craft in or are you kind of branching out kind of down? No, I'm trying to go down the angle of just um, approaching music in different kind of sectors. So I'm really looking into doing music for kind of like media and uh, stuff like that. Okay, Um, that'd be bad. Yeah, I'm actually doing a master's course right now. I'm not sure if any of you lot are aware of that. Um, But yeah, I'm literally just doing my final project now. It's been absolute chaos this last year. Um, A lot of work on masters, I tell you that. (laughs) So yeah, that's basic. Uh, so yeah, it's basically um, music for the moving image. So it's learning how music functions within film, TV, and other other multimedia, essentially. That's pretty. Um, that sounds that sounds complex, honestly. It's yeah, yeah. It's it makes you think very differently about music um, once you've kind of like studied that area of it. Right. Uh, no, it's interesting, man. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's just not to. It's not really for dancing anymore. It's like kind of to. F- yeah, it's, it's like, like you're following the flow of what's that wave you're actually seeing. You can't have like a rock and roll tune. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, it, really, it needs to portray how the director of whatever you're making the music for wants right, to kind right. of express. If you get what I mean, 
and it can it is so many different factors can come into it it's yeah it's in depth <laughs> i think i think jack and karen and I, we were talking about like having a vision like your tunes need to have like this uncompromising vision oh yeah of, absolutely. oh yeah. yeah and yeah. and when you are a director of something uh especially i don't know maybe you're making a tune and you are like the head of a band and you want people to you want it's really tough when you're trying to get other people to see the exact vision that you want oh it's absolutely. really hard to do yeah and yeah that's one of the uh arts to to kind of crack really one of the one of the things to learn how to do in terms of uh the music for media um yeah essentially that's that's pretty cool man what uh what made you go to that like what uh, honestly, it's been something I've always been really interested in. I've always been like quite a big like film buff and I've always loved like the music within film itself as well. Same, um, so it kind of, it kind of just seemed like a natural thing for me to try and explore. And when it came down to me experimenting with stuff and like going, exploring down that avenue, it kind of like when I was writing stuff for like example pieces, it just kind of came together and I thought, you know what, like. Might as well give it a go. <laughs> you got one life, so. I know what you mean. Like, was there like a certain movie that just kind of like it, like it cracked? Like it was like, okay, I got to do this. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, there is actually. Um, it's a bit of a niche one. Uh, the proposition. Don't know if anyone of you have seen that. No, nope. I'm not sure if I have. No, uh, yeah, no, it doesn't think... ring a bell. I do recommend it. It's a, it's like a um Australian bush bush ranger film. Um, okay. but it's, 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 it's one of those ones. that's kind of like, it's got such a gritty raw kind of vibe to it. Um, John Hillcoat, do you know John Hillcoat? Yeah. I think he's like an Australian director. Um, it's got Guy Pierce and, uh, Ray Winston in it as oh, well. Oh yeah. I think I may have seen Oh, this. I think I might have seen that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is like the... really kind of like, it's like set in like the, um, early 1800s, I believe. That's when so like Australia cool, was on man. its like starting point. Yeah. But yeah, and honestly, that soundtrack—it's—it's it's just a mood, man. It's a mood. <laughs> Is there? Are, are you looking to like be like the sound director, like make like you are, like would you want to be in control of the whole auditory department? Like, say for example, if you're like making a fucking video game or like a, or a movie or a TV show, like how would you approach that with a lot of music, or are you more of that like ambient kind of guy? Yeah, well, I like my style is quite niche because. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of composers that are trying to go for that big kind of Hans Zimmer style orchestral yeah, yeah, massive yeah, sound. Pretty popular, pretty popular. But I, yeah, I'm really into all this kind of like abstract kind of contemporary stuff. Uh, okay. Just some of the kind of more weird kind of approaches to uh, soundtracks. Um, so it's a, that's the kind of route I want to go down. It's going to be a hard uh, like kind of industry to break into, but I don't know. I'm prepared for a challenge. <laughs> Nice. So, like, compared then to obviously making drum and bass and yeah. doing what you do with the visual sort of aspect, would you mm. say it's it's easier um, having something already to work with than almost like um, an inspiration yeah. if you've already well, got the so media? So it's like almost then... like a guideline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Is that it's... easier or or having no limits? Is that easier? You know. Ah, uh, it can honestly for for me it kind of can depend because. Often you um, say you're working on something for a director and you've you've written something that you're happy with. You'll mm. send it back to them and you just haven't captured what they wanted at all. So right. you have to really kind of go back and rethink the process and like almost take on what their vision is more so yeah. than your own. So I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, 
I'll tell you what, though, um, taking a break from drum and bass because I kind of got stuck in a bit of a in a bit of a trap where I didn't feel like I was progressing enough or whatever. And it kind of mm. just oh, yeah. brought me down to a kind yeah. of like st- standstill, essentially. Yeah. But basically ex- exploring this other avenue and um, kind of opening my brain to the different paths you can take and like the different ways of thinking. It's actually massively... Um, contributed to my own music now which is yeah it's very good it's um i think it's something that you guys have spoken about before having a break from your genre and like exploring mm, yeah. oh, down yeah. different paths it's like honestly that is like such solid advice it's, um, it's what because yeah you can just you can just fall into that trap of really falling out of what you're making mm. and almost convincing yourself that what you're doing isn't good anymore <laughs> even though even though it probably is still good, but you've kind of just convinced yourself that it isn't just due to the trap you've put yourself in mentally. Well, a big part of that is hearing other people's music as well. Like when you hear someone that you feel, okay, this guy's better than me. This guy's fucking good at what he does. Oh yeah, It puts yeah. you in a really strange place. And how yeah. you take it is, that can be a big part of how you make music, who you are in a way as well. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that, yeah. Um, yeah, on the, on that point, always just um look at other people's success not in a negative way and how like you want to be on that level because at the end of the day like someone could be as successful as they seem on social media but not everyone's life is like perfect and whatnot so there must be some downfalls for there so at the end of the day you just want to concentrate on your own kind of growth and as long as you're being like supportive of the people that are doing well what goes around comes around man like Hmm. I'm, i'm a strong believer of that completely agree with that the thing you i feel like you do have to take a break you have to explore those other avenues because it once you use a big way to improve yourself i mean first and foremost don't it's sucks i mean it's good and bad to compare yourself to other artists but you have to understand that you may have your own sound going and maybe your sound just sounds good in its own sense like it could your sound could sound as good as somebody else's sound everyone has a fan base that's true that is very true it doesn't matter if it's big or small they got everyone likes what they like but you do got to explore those other avenues you do and also while while you wish your style sounded like someone else there's probably someone out there who's like oh man i wish my stuff could sound like this guy yeah very true as well very true yeah you don't want that bullshit (laughs) (laughs) i think i think it's in i think it's really important to understand the line between looking up to people like other artists and having them as an inspiration and you know as you said Damien comparing yourself to them or yeah. almost like wanting to be that person I think that can be quite detrimental but I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with with looking up to someone and even the big you know like you said Karen even the biggest artists out there they're going to have inspirations as well they're going to have people that think like how the fuck does that guy do what he does and and then you're thinking that about them and it's it's just the whole chain I think yeah. you, you can forget that no, absolutely, yeah. It's pretty weird. Uh, some like DLR is one of my favorite. His, his style is like fucking amazing, and I'll listen to it, and I'm like, sometimes I get lost. Like I want to make that shit, but it's like, whoa, I make liquid. I don't really make that. And yeah, I find, yeah. Like I don't really want to experiment with it too much because I end up doing the drums, making it sound like a very uh, kind of techy garage like kind of sound, and then I always just add like some piano or something. And I'm just like, oh, you know what? Here's the fucking some liquid and some cool folly for the look. I get. I just go back to what I know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. D 
DLR though, his his bass work is insane. It's so simple too. I love that shit. I just don't get how he gets it cut through. So, dude, his fucking new single. Man. Have you heard that shit? His, dude, his new uh, single. Which one is it? I, so, I'm not gonna is lie, this the I, banana I, thing? The, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's the banana thing. It's both <laughs> of those tunes on there sound incredible. It's it's very they're simple tunes. But it's exact. It's drum and bass, you know. It's drums and bass, and that's kind of you got a few other sounds in there. Like that's, this is some good fucking music. Yeah, it's called Banana Bread. Banana Bread. Oh, I'll have to check it. I don't know why it's called that, but it is. And then you got another tune on there called Busy, and it's just. You may well have just been eating some banana bread at the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Dude, I know. That's so crazy. How like. I, I have a goddamn feeling that almost every drum and bass producer like just names their tune something fucking random as shit like out of nowhere I do that oh yeah I've definitely done it before <laughs> it's just like you know what this kind of yeah, whatever like what am I wearing today red I guess the song is called red yeah R and let me make it look cool R dot E dot D I don't know what it stands yeah. for <laughs> I don't know what it stands for the fans can figure that out but here we go yeah, I think everyone's done that. I mean, I've got a tune called Blue Walls just because the walls in my room are blue. That's it. Wow, yeah. that's so, like, deep, man. Yes. Deep, man. <laughs> I know. And I want to I see, do they, like, in movies when people try to go as deep as, pop, as possible with a movie and the director wasn't thinking that shit at all? That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I... That's pretty much I every Nicolas Cage movie ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, his new shit was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the H.P. Lovecraft fucking it's called color out of space oh, okay yeah because i mean it's got some sweet nicholas cage moments in it like when he's freaking out and i love <laughs> the, that yeah the classic nicholas cage freak out oh it's <laughs> it's amazing okay it's, it's pretty good Not he the does it. oh my god Are you, uh, what is that uh the fucking I for, it's a shitty remake but well it's not even really sh it's no it's shit but it's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious it's, Wicker it's Man hilarious. right Wicker that's Man, it yeah. Yeah. yeah oh my when he's running around in a bear suit like what the fuck <laughs> why why are you doing that but yeah check out Color Out of Space got some pretty mm. it's crazy it's some crazy shit yeah, yeah we'll do. in um in regards to the track names, that oddly enough, that was actually something I was going to ask Toby about because I know with your single on basics, there was oh yeah, like quite a cool meaning behind Five HT, wasn't there? Oh and so yeah. So I just I wondered if that was something, not that exact thought process, but generally, if I ever work on music or any sort of art form, or whatever, I'd yeah. probably the same. I'll just look around me and think, oh yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. fucking funny. <laughs> but, the more I think about it, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean uh definitely like kind of your own mental space at the time or my own mental space at the time does sometimes contribute massively to uh tracks even like making the track itself um obviously i've got the one that everyone just knows about under the weather um mm -hmm, and when i yeah. made before i made that i was very much like feeling so low like the like most mm -hmm. low i had in, yeah. in my teenage yeah. years and whatnot um and yeah i kind of like took that influence and just made a very sad liquid dmb song with it <laughs> and it obviously kind of connected with a lot of people um, you're using that energy for something good you know using that down yeah, energy yeah. to put it into something pretty cool yeah but it's i'd awesome. say with track names it's definitely yeah man just, at the end of the day name your track whatever you want yeah um don't name but it at definitely all. whatever's around you and how you're <laughs> feeling is a hundred percent a good definitely a good kind of mm. direction to go with it 
it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like I've been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat, right? So it's kind of like the Mortal Kombat three soundtrack. I want to go back to that really quick. The Which names, soundtrack? the Mortal Kombat three soundtrack. Oh yeah, yeah. The names are literally just called like the stages. Like it's some simple ass shit, man. Or it can be random shit. Like you can name the song the desk because you're working. You know, I guess at a desk. <laughs> the desk. <laughs> All the drums can be just made out of like wood knocks and stuff. That's exactly yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. that. Like turning knobs, <laughs> I don't know, background noise. I don't fuck. <laughs> Pressing the keys. Then oh, we're going down uh, Mr. Bishy territory with printer jam with that, aren't we? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't mention that name. <laughs> I mean, nowadays you you can pretty much make music out of anything as long as you've got a microphone. Like some of yeah. the software available, you can yeah. turn your fist hitting the there's, rubbish bin yeah, into like a bass line, you know. There's literally a genre of music for it. Um, I think it's called electroacoustic. Okay. Yeah, electroacoustic compositions or something. Oh, okay. And it's it's basically where you just take a whole load of like field recordings of just like your ambient sounds and just anything you can capture. And you basically just create like an kind of like piece of audio that has a kind of like structure uh -huh. to it. And some of it is kind of insane to listen to really. Yeah, uh, it's all very abstract, but yeah, I think there's. I've um, never heard of that ever. That's, that's really yeah, it's a niche one. It's a niche one. I think <laughs> there's a story about a um, a noisier track. I can't remember which one it is, but they made the bass line by scratching sandpaper on one of the members' ass. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. To be fair, yeah, yeah. it's pretty noisier, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty fucking. I, I'm, I'm, wow. <laughs> I remember seeing that video of them, and they had like, was it a bit of paper? sellotape to their speaker and yeah. then they would just play oh, the yeah. sub note and it was making the kind of they're like this is how we make our bass <laughs> it's like is it troll or serious can't tell mm. well I, I read i read an interview years and years and years ago that when they made the tide um which i think was like one of vision's really early releases they were making the track um and they did have like a respace going but while they were trying to work on the track their studio was being jet the windows were being jet washed from the outside so oh, they put okay. the microphone up to the window recorded the window being jet washed and layered it over the bass which is why it's called the tide oh nice ah, nice i like that story yeah i've been waiting to tell that for a, a very long <laughs> <Yeah>. time <laughs> <laughs> the perfect opportunity arisen <laughs> a sweet sound well it's a sound that i've always enjoyed it's like when two basses play at the same time on like on fl studio make like a wobbling noise I, it's oh yeah it has, it's terrible on the levels and everything it's pretty much terrible but the sound is just it's got a interesting sound to it i don't know it's pretty fucking cool recreating that in serum or something pleasure yeah, the, like the clashing of the two waves, essentially. Exactly. Do you it's mean on like two cool. sine waves? So yeah, because if you like play two notes next to each other, it creates that kind of oscillation. <laughs> yeah, it does. Fucking dig it. I dig it. <laughs> I, I mean, dude, I approach my tunes per, like I don't. I make the drums first. Drums always come first. I don't know. Like I don't know about anybody else if you do your drums first or anything. It's always drums um, first, and I actually wait on the bass to make it. I find like a cool little chorus I can make, and then make a f at least try to make like a funky bass riff to it. Yeah, I, th I think the bass usually comes last for me as well. Um, Same here. Yep. I I I sometimes start with the drums. I, I know I definitely used to do that a lot more, but these days I think I I try and like get some of the core bits of music done that I just 
like I'm vibing with and then kind of like build the drums around that and then start adding in basses and whatnot. Um, but it can vary really. Mm. Do you, do you have to, or not have to, but generally, would you say you have a clear idea in your head of what you want something to sound like before you sit down or are you more, you'll sit down and things will just happen and then you take it from there? Uh, again, it's, it kind of, it varies a bit, but I think more so I will just sit down and be like, right, what's, what, where am I going to go with this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's only a few instances where I'm just walking about down the street or something and then I'll have a little melody in my head. Mm. Uh, and I sometimes honestly just get my phone out and just sing it into my phone. <laughs> just I so when do. I get back, I, 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 I remember. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be done. That's the, the best way. Beatbox or um, something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're my, yeah, that's my method really. Mm. Well, a, a lot of um, a lot of Michael Jackson songs, a lot of the stuff that he wrote, he would get the ideas, wouldn't he? And then he'd beatbox yeah. into a tape recorder and take that to whoever it was. Most of us, Quincy Jones. Quincy, most yeah. of the time. They made <laughs> yeah, this yeah. for me. And then Quincy would work his magic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, yeah, that's the best way, man. You just have to hmm. just take take notes of those little little bits of like inspiration that you hear about hmm. you or that just bounce about in your head. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I just wonder because I see a lot of um, I see a lot of masterclasses, like even things from like house music and techno, all these big producers, and a lot yeah. of the time they'll say like, "So I wanted to do this thing like this," whereas like whenever I've done anything creative, I there's very very few times, maybe unless it's visual, where I'd actually have an idea in my head. I'd normally I'd have to sit down and just start working with stuff and see what happened. And oh, yeah, right, yeah, just yeah. curious. Yeah, no, it's an interesting one. So gentlemen <laughs> yes <laughs> yes david <laughs> so what do you all have planned for the rest of your day like what do you guys got going on um I, honestly i haven't I, I haven't planned much today very chill sunday i think nice lucky son maybe of a, a bit of minecraft in the evening minecraft. <laughs> oh yeah of course <laughs> minecraft god damn it what, what draws you to that game like what do you like do you love just building shit get there get a little bit of visual creativity out? Uh, I think that might be it, you know. Um, and the game goes quite in-depth, dare I say. <laughs> no, no, I mean, uh, <laughs> do you mod the shit out of it? Do you mod it? No, no, we just play, like, the vanilla version, yeah. Oh, gotcha. But honestly, I, I always thought I would, like, really not get on with the game at all. Um, mm -hmm. But my mate kind of, like, forced me to play it in a way. Are you a when big I was gamer his... Yeah, yeah. What have you been playing? Like, well, uh, big game. I'm, I'm a gamer, I guess. <laughs> what's a game that you, what you, what have you played? Like, what was a big thing that you played? Like, that you played a lot, I guess. Oh, God, there's so many, dude. At the uh, minute, I'm playing a lot of Overwatch. Oh, God um, damn. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm not very good at it. All that weeby stuff. Yeah, well, it's it's got a, got quite a large learning curve on a lot of the characters, but... No doubt. Um, no doubt. Other games like Final Fantasy series and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I've oh, always pumped the them out. Ready for the remake, dude? Oh man, I, I don't know. Mate. I'm ready, man. It's going to be too much for me. <laughs> it's looking too much nostalgia. Amazing. Yeah, man. Like, oh god, I don't know how I feel about it being split into three different games though, and how the first game is all within Midgar. Yeah, that's a bit, a bit. Confusing. But they'll probably just expand it a lot. Yeah, well, I imagine so. Because the second episode would have to come out on the next generation. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, unless they release it for both, but I don't know if that's the case because you just don't have a lot of information on it. But it is a weird. It's like just make the whole fucking game. Yeah, they'll definitely do that with the first one. 
Or it'll be like obviously release on PS4, Xbox um, One, and whatever, as well as the next gen. But it's looking great. I'm ready for the Resident Evil Three remake. That's what I'm. Oh yeah, yeah, that'll be sick as well. Fucking loved the second game, like the remake of the second game. It was. Oh yeah, yeah. That's how you do a remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, there's just too many games coming out. Really. Holy yeah, Doom. The new Doom coming out. Doom. The Last of Us 2, man. I don't know if anyone played the first one of that. Oh, yeah. I, I played the fuck out of that multiplayer that that game had. It was so unique and just yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. I can't, but they're not bringing it back, are they, for the second? I don't know, but that's a damn shame if they're not. I don't have a yeah. play. I just play on PC, but if I had a PlayStation, oh, okay. I'd be playing the shit out of the... If it had multiplayer, that'd be on my list to play. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they said that they weren't going to bring it back. Which, uh, yeah, it's a shame, man. It was very, it was a very unique kind God of style of, of play, wasn't it? Yeah, this is no longer a D&D talk show right now. We're doing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're doing video games now from here on out, okay? Well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, actually. I'll jump in here because yeah, obviously yeah. when we have guests on the show, we, we put a load of stuff out and ask for questions whatnot, and we've all oh, yeah. Um but One of the questions that came through on the Discord, I don't know if you, if you saw it, Toby, but um, one of our Discord members, ToeJam, asked, um, he said it's a non-related question, non-music related question. Okay. He wanted to know our top top five computer games of all time or top oh, three dude. depending on how much time oh, we have so god. probably do three <laughs> yeah do three okay um Broski. oh god so minecraft one. minecraft and minecraft yeah no you know what i'm not i'm not actually gonna i don't think minecraft's gonna go in that actually no Ooh. yeah <laughs> you know because right because they kind of hold like a dear place in my heart somewhere yeah from when i was like younger as well i'm gonna say final fantasy 9 uh, mm-hmm. That was like the first Final Fantasy game that I ever played, and it just blew my mind. Uh, were you, it's got were such you a good story. Any Castlevania games? No, actually, no. I've not played any of those. Oh damn! Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> it sucks. No, no. Um, if you can get your hands on on some, definitely give it a try. I've got friends that play them. To be fair, I'll, yeah, they're definitely one that I need to yeah experiment with. Uh, what am I others then? Yeah, uh, probably Red Dead Redemption, the first one. Because um, that was around the same time I saw that Proposition movie I was talking about. Okay. Right, okay. And the soundtrack throughout that was absolutely insane. And that was definitely another kind of like, another another experience that made me think, yo, I would like to kind of explore music in different kind of avenues. Video game music right. is amazing. It's so goddamn fun. Yeah. It's cool. And also with that game, uh, every single piece of music was all basically written in loops of the same kind of key. So throughout the game, oh, okay. different little things that happen will activate a different loop that come in. So the music's always kind of like ever changing and intertwining into each yeah. other, which uh, I think awesome. I think's fucking cool, man. It's yeah. like progressive yet subtle variations like all the yeah. time. Pretty cool. And it was yeah. a fair while ago that game came out. So for music to be doing that was quite a quite a like new thing, I think. It mm. definitely kind of like put the put the uh, levels up on it i think when music and video games started to get like fucking amazing is probably like super nintendo like sega genesis oh, yeah. sounded okay i mean it didn't sound great but super nintendo like video game music was great like earthbound like super castlevania 4 the final fantasy games fucking awesome music yeah man absolutely incredible that's one thing i'll be looking forward to with this new final fantasy just the music will be kind of all being it sounds so epic all already. Kind of, oh god, it's too much, isn't it? It's just like yeah, it gave me chills. I'm gonna cry. I'm yeah, gonna cry. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you saw Eris there, it's just like oh, bro. Be awesome. Oh, last game in. though. 
Sorry, last game. Um, you know what? I'm going to say Oblivion. All three I've said are massive uh, RPGs, but yeah, they're, they're they're just the games I I loved when I was when I was a bit younger and pretty much kind of carved my kind of um, mm. interest in the kind of games that I'm into today. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I would say they're my three. Yeah, so I. I... I've never been like a massive um, gamer and that. When I was younger, I was really like a Nintendo guy. So I had all the Zelda stuff, Mario, oh, yeah. all that. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I wouldn't say, oh, it's weird. I wouldn't say any of those have kind of pushed me more into music, but I, you know, you could play any of the songs from any of those sort of earlier Zelda games and I'd know it instantly. So yeah. maybe, maybe oh, yeah. it did, I don't know. Yeah, it will be in subconsciously. You know I mean, just stored away in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, that's something we spoke about before anyway, I think, on, on the show. Yeah. About um, not even if you're not taking a break from drum and bass, it really helps to just listen to, other like, stuff. Listen to all sorts of other... I mean, I do anyway, like naturally I do. I don't actually yeah. listen to too much drum and bass yeah, at any I'm, one time. I, I'm anyway, the same, so. to be honest. I, so um, outside like drum and bass, what sort of stuff do you, do you listen to then? Uh, right. I've, I just like all kinds of stuff. I've been through yeah, many yeah. different phases as well, where I've listened to something a lot more <laughs> yeah, than others same. as well. Uh, so, oh God, I just listen like hip hop. I really love hip hop, all kind of styles. Mm. Like I love all the kind of trap stuff. I love like the old school nineties stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, so you like the newer yeah. style stuff then? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I love a bit of a uh, trap, I guess you call it, don't you? And all oh, that. Fair play. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and like, I'm, and obviously I'm a, yeah, tra- I'm a big fan of all this weird ass shit that's coming out on like critical at the minute. Like, <laughs> like do you know, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, is it, oh, Lordal, do you know Lordal? Who who was that again? Is it um, that's Hylogenics, isn't it? Hylogenics, that's it. Yeah, uh, his remix of Sam Binger. Yes, and that is uh, a tune. Paul Wall is it? All cap, mate. Oh my god. That oh, tune. that's such a tune. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that kind of vibe I'm really into. Um, I listen to a lot of kind of like modern classical and like modern ambient stuff as well. To be honest. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just I'm a big fan of kind of weird textural soundscapey stuff. Mm. Um, I try and like translate it over into my music as much as i can really um yeah i'm into all kinds of stuff really man metal is is there anything outside drum and bass that you would say like you actually recognize as an impact on you because obviously with liquid there tends to be a lot more piano and and strings and stuff like that so um yeah kind of like all the like trip hop kind of stuff and like you know stuff like bonobo and whatnot yeah Yeah. yeah 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 all that kind of stuff that definitely I want to say influences my music, but I don't feel like I can like pull off anywhere near as good as what Bonobo does. But that kind of, yeah, you know I mean, that kind of a vibe mm. is uh, is definitely something that's influenced my music massively. Um, okay, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, um, but then I listen to all kinds of other kind of stuff that probably doesn't influence my music at all, like metal and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very like you know, I think you've talked about Bro Step before, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it's if it's a good track, I'll I'll fuck with a bit of bro step. <laughs> um but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I used to be awful with stuff like that. Like when I was younger, there if there was like a stigma about any type of music, I yeah. would I would play into it and looking back, I do feel like an idiot. Whereas nowadays it could be 
someone that five years ago I never would have dreamed of even giving the chance to. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and nowadays, it's, if it sounds good, it sounds good. I don't, I don't That's care. It, man. Yeah. It, like, music's music at the end of the day. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah dude. Like, Bro Step is you, amazing. I love Bro Step. <laughs> bro Step is life. <laughs> it's such, dude, come on. It's so good. I got to make, you know, God damn it, do you want to make it now? I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm just going to try it. <laughs> try it. You can only learn. I'm going, dude, I'm yeah. going total bro step and I can't do gym and bass anymore. I've tried. <laughs> it's not working out. I think bro steps calling me. <laughs> I think in the past I've actually sat down and tried to make like a disgusting bro step tune. But <laughs> Nasty little one. <laughs> yeah. Filthy bastard. But I, I couldn't get anywhere with it. Cause like, I don't know. I think you need the kind of mindset for it. Don't you? I think so. Yeah. Because it sounded far too stripped back for me, and like I was just like, "Does this sound good or does this sound shit?" And then you listen to like you listen to some uh, sort of reference, and it's like yeah. oh, I still can't tell if this actual track is good or shit. Though. That's <laughs> when you know you don't like. It's oh damn! I I get a feeling that if I do something like that, that means that this is just not for me. Like this whole fucking thing is just yeah. It's not no. I've tried to make. That's how I go about with like neurofunk tunes. I can't like fucking. When I start making one, I just go back to liquid. Somehow I find my, I think I start mm. clicking on like piano samples. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, no. I, yeah, tell me about it. It's, it's far too easy. Mm -hmm. It's fucking cool. I always try and like make a DMB track and be like, right, this is going to be like, you know what I mean? This is going to be so different what I normally do. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, oh, fuck yeah. no, I'll add a piano in. Or, you, yeah, you just. Get a synth pad <laughs> or fuck me. <laughs> you just find yourself back. You're like, wait a minute, this is. Oh, <laughs> exactly. <fuck?" laughs> I get it. That's crazy. Toby, would would you say you've 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 always been quite confident in in what you put out? So what I mean nah, by that is, no, 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 would, no. Was there kind of a turning point in making music that you that you actually thought, no, do you know what? Like this this is good now. I think people are going to like this because I think a lot of people, are, a lot of producers, are quite they'll shy away from admitting that because it can come across as arrogance. But yeah, no, yeah, I get that for sure. Uh, honestly, like if I feel any way like that it's now if that makes sense yeah yeah that makes um, sense um a lot of a lot of tracks that i've released i've i actually listened to a lot of them and i didn't I, I, i'm not gonna say i cringed at them but i kind of like mm. i was being i was being very critical of them and i was just like oh that mixed down shit like yeah, what, what was yeah. what was i thinking with that cold as ice um, that remix bro that's so good though oh yeah, <laughs> so oh, geez, yeah that's yeah. a great tune man i'm serious like my buddy sunny g and i we fucking that oh, was like you, bro. that was like a tune that got us pretty heavy. We it was like okay, we got to start making this shit. You know what I mean? Oh, nice man. Im Imprint. Uh, he 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 contributed a lot to that, and he's definitely someone to look out for. You guys both killed um, it there. Seriously. Yeah, he's been working his ass ass off at the minute, trying to perfect his sound. And honestly, like he's sending me loads of tunes at the minute, and I'm consistently hearing his vibe now, mm -hmm. which is brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant to see like the progression of it and. Yeah, I, I that's I good though. Like the year. consistency. Oh yeah, for sure, exactly. That's good. Right on. That's that's something we've spoken about a lot, isn't it? About coming into your own sort of sound, and it's really weird. Like for for some producers, it it might not even happen for a while. They might be putting yeah. good stuff out. Yeah, yeah. But it's not uniquely them until all of a sudden they'll maybe they'll try something new, and then that's it. That's them from yeah, then yeah. on. That that's them. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it just it, yeah, like you say, it happens quick for some, and it's a long old progression for others. Mm. But it's really nice to hear, I think, when you've watched someone kind of like grow, grow. Yeah, exactly. And then you suddenly hear them, and you hear a few tracks, and it's just like, oh yeah, that that's just you now, mate. 
And especially yeah, when you yeah, hear definitely. a track and then you recognize it and it's like, oh, is that? Oh, yeah, it's. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just. Yeah. It's yeah, like, I feel like a lot of artists go through that phase. Yeah. They for sure. Like it happens to. I feel like it literally happens to everyone where you start to just develop. It's because your own style isn't just a sound, it's also a workflow, it's a structure flow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah, everything. precisely. Yeah. It's like approaches to certain things that are just different to how other people do it, essentially. I hmm. completely agree. I think it all, it all comes down, really, when you think about it, to, to just sticking at it and, and carrying on. Because yeah. if you look at anything in life, even you know things like your day job, if you do the same thing for so long, you're going to start finding better ways of doing stuff, quicker ways of doing stuff, stuff that you find easier. Absolutely. And it, yeah. It's, yeah, it's the same thing with music. It has to happen eventually. You know? Yeah, exactly. And that, yeah, what you said there, the whole consistency thing, like just be consistent with your music and it will just happen. It'll come to it come into mm. its own because practice makes perfect man that's yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. as the saying goes <laughs> exactly what it is is there a uh, like a certain thing that you do in your uh, in your program like when making drum and bass is there something that you old like you always do it's like this one little thing that nobody else may do it's just something that it's like your little quirk um i mean it's probably it's probably something that a lot of people do but I, I I love side chaining. Um, I will always side chain my kick to my sub bass, mm. just mm. so the kick will push through, push past the sub. Because uh, sometimes you hear like a kick will get muffled by the kind of sub or the low ends. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, a bit of side chain compression. I always I always go for. Um, are you light on it? Like, are you light on the side chain, or are you pretty heavy with oh, it? Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, pr pretty light. It's just, it's just enough. It's just enough room so the sub will duck down enough for the kick to kind of punch through. Nothing too extreme, like pretty subtle, right? Like yeah, so of, yeah, try so. But obviously, like if the track is vibing from a heavy side chain and it's like it's adding to the flow of it, then yeah, I'll, I'll go heavier with it. Um, something else I do quite a lot actually, which I don't know if it's bad practice or not, but I've just always. I've always done it is cut a lot of my lows out of anything that isn't like low end. Like I know that almost hmm. seems like in like obvious or maybe, but like, yeah, I just do a very harsh kind of cut off on like under a hundred Hertz on like pretty much everything. Even if it's just like hi hats or something, just cause if you look at the spectral analyzer, you'll see there's a tiny bit of kind of low pushing up. Yeah. yeah, try, yeah. try and eradicate all that. Um, but I don't know if that's like, if that's something that I've picked up that isn't exactly the best practice or not. I mean, to, to be fair, man, I mean, it doesn't really matter or not. It's just at the end of the day, if the track sounds good, man, it just fucking sounds good. You well, know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. yeah that's it, it. It, sometimes it doesn't really come down to the technical level. I mean, it's great if it does, but if it doesn't, and it just sounds good. It's totally fine. It's fine. Yeah. Some of the best music um, is good because of the imperfections as well. It's raw, you know, it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's, it's, it's why a lot of the older stuff is still considered so good now. It's not just because it it was just original. It's also because it was there wasn't some huge emphasis on everything sounding pristine and being yeah. this you know shiny production. Oh, that, yeah, that's that's another thing that does that. I think might have contributed to my kind of like falling out with electronic music for a little bit, maybe or like mm. it's just like this whole kind of like super compress everything, everything just sounding yeah, yeah, yeah. really fake and like 
not organic and stuff. It so can be, just, or, yeah. I know what you mean. I, like, I like, I think there's a time and a place for it. I do like, you know, I, I very much appreciate the art that goes into it. Like the but, organic stuff. Yeah, man, you can't be a bit of like, yeah. I get that. I, sound I don't really, I'm in the same boat, man. Like when I make, like for instance, with like pads, I don't really make pads using synths. I like to find, like for, one of my favorite things to do is kind of make a pad out of a piano riff. Or I'll cut it up. And oh just yeah. Make a pad. Oh yeah. It's just kind of like simple. Cut, cut the tail. Yeah. I mean, just, so it's just like yeah, yeah. It's just simple, you know, simple things. That's how I make my pads sometimes. Most of the time. Nice. That's no, that's a good, good technique. It's it's definitely a big um, contribute to me. Like either working on music or listening to it or you know accepting demos for the label and that yeah but stuff not sounding too digital is definitely a big thing for me yeah even though it is digital music at the end of the day it is well, you can definitely hear that music you know? in your in your like catalog which is mm. which is good good yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> which it's is all right good. <laughs> like, uh... is there a certain song that you have that may like be what you've always wanted to strive for like a certain sound that you've always wanted to be consistent with like a past song that you've done oh that's a good question man um <laughs> yeah it's I, i've been thinking about that myself a lot lately oh may, maybe that you know that newest uh freebie i gave out oh yeah, yeah. i think maybe that i think just because mm. oh i'm only saying that because i'm quite uh critical of all my music i kind of put out before that except the one on um basics actually Lost in time. When I listen back to that, I was actually like, you know what? This is this is this is pretty good. Mm. Not to blow my own trumpet and all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, may, now yeah, maybe that. I think I'm working on this new EP that I'm going to be releasing, like kind of like an independent release. Um, mm. I'm pretty happy with that, to be honest. I think I think that's kind of uh, the sound it kind of for. sums up. Yeah, it sums up uh, the whole Colossus sound. I think that's awesome, man. That's uh... I think everybody should think about that. Like in your pat, like look at your catalog, what you've made. And just be like, you know, I really enjoyed that particular style I did, and then yeah. you roll with it and you keep perfecting it. I've always been trying to get the uh, something for you tunes. I want that's the style I've always strived for. Yeah, that is actually a banger as well. I've got to say, <laughs> it was yeah, really Mathis though. His piano work was. It was good. It, it was, was a lovely piano. Oh, was that him playing as well? Yeah, uh, like he pretty much he did all the piano work, and I pretty much used the piano to make everything, like the pad, even the folly oh, nice. bits. And his work is super fantastic. I, I appreciate that level of detail, man. Like, no, yeah. hey, I appreciate you listening to him. Man. It means a lot. <laughs> I mean, that's just like it's like the Not biggest over. appreciation in in <laughs> anything. Is it just somebody liking your? They just oh, listen yeah, to your no, tune. Oh sure. yeah, definitely. Like if yeah, somebody yeah. listens to your tune, just takes like even five seconds out of their day to just like hear five seconds. Like, oh, well, I appreciate you at least listening to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, even even as like musicians and producers and whatever you want to call yourself, and that even even as those professions, you still often forget when you hear a track the sheer amount of time and and detail, as you say, that probably has gone into that. Yeah, which which is weird, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is why I've like definitely within the last year or so as well, I've really tried to adopt the whole appreciate all music kind of route because mm. there is that thing of like, even if the music isn't quite for you, you can recognize you've got it's respect. Good. Yeah, you've got to yeah, respect the art and the work that's it. gone into it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Mm. 
And yeah, exactly. You know There's what? still great bits oh, about it. The worst mindset to have is just because you don't like it, then you say shit. It's like, no, 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 no. It's just not your cup of tea, yeah. but it's actually still, yeah. I mean, the, pr- the yeah. production is it's good. It's good in its own right, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's, it's weird because we all we all work on music and off like we all often send each other bits and that and and sometimes like that literally happens where something isn't quite for one of us but we'll just be honest with each other and say yeah. it's not to my taste but like yeah. it isn't bad like carry on you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly no one's gonna yeah. say it's fucking shit get this out of my face in fact get out of my <laughs> Facebook <laughs> you Come you on. might name me yeah unfriend the person immediately yeah, yeah like, oh you know like well, we'll check this out unfriend block. Never speak to you again. <laughs> no, that'd be a terrible mindset to have. You need you need to hear that. You need to hear that maybe the song's not to somebody's taste, or maybe it's just not good. Yeah, man. Learning how to take uh, criticism is definitely yeah. It's so important. Up there with an important skill to have. Yeah. <laughs> well, like you said earlier about working um, with music for a director's um, vision and all of that stuff, and yeah. I can just imagine putting. I can. I can generally take criticism on the chin if someone says yeah. I don't like something. I don't care. But I think if I'd put a lot of time and effort into making something for this particular visual piece, and yeah, the director yeah. was yeah. kind of, nah, but you're gonna need to work. It. I'd yeah, find that yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, and it's especially start. brutal in that industry as well because obviously I, I've not experienced it at all really. But if you were going to like a really big kind of director, and you made something that just wasn't on the mark, they would just be like, nah, this is not right, do it again, kind of thing. And you yeah, know, like you say, if you had been if you'd been sat there for like the last week getting really excited to show them and like really enjoying what you've done and thinking you'd like, do you know what I mean? Just made an absolute masterpiece. Mm. And then just to get that kind of feedbacks and just like, nah, change it. Want yeah, that is different. brutal you to would be, just fair. be like, bruh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's that, God damn, that's gotta be so hard being a director of a film. You're micromanaging so much mm, so yeah, many sure. moving parts it's like what a headache i don't know if i would ever want that job but imagine like sitting down and watching the film for the first time once it's done yeah the you pride be, that you, comes yeah, in that you would just be like yes and then making uh, millions unless it of dollars. was an absolute stinker <laughs> <laughs> it's like yes this is a good movie all that's money like the money yeah. is literally <laughs> flying into your pocket it's like a fucking cartoon <laughs> <laughs> If you're Disney, I guess then that's. that's oh my god, they own so much, don't they? Like they own yeah, yeah, half they, the yeah, fucking film industry. God damn it! It's a joke. Man. Pretty much, yeah. Disney. I, does, I feel Disney like does. they single-handedly ruined Marvel for me. If I'm being honest, dude, I'm in the same. I'm just not into those movies, man. Nah, they're so. And like, the newest Star Wars were a bit stinking. Like I know they've always been a bit, a bit shoddy, but yeah, I completely. I'm in the yeah. same boat. Like, I don't like Sp- maybe it's just me but I'm not into Tom Holland Spider-Man I find him rather annoying as fuck like he's so goddamn yeah. annoying to me like it's like every time he t- every time he talks I just want to say shut up dude I don't know why I, I just don't know why it is I, I'm much more a fan of that Tobey uh, Toby Maguire Tobey Maguire yeah. yeah I love his with his yeah. little smiley smiley cry face well he actually he's the only guy that's played Spider-Man that's felt like a fucking dork or a nerd you know, yeah, no, you are right. Yeah. yeah, you are right. Yeah, Tom Holland. Tom Holland doesn't like, capture the nerd thing at all. No, no, like, I know. He slides. just he's kind of like a model. He's like, hey, what's up? I'm kind of acting weird. Hey, I'm Spider Man. Aunt May though. Oh, oh damn! Yeah. I'm gonna just leave that there. Aunt May though. <laughs> she is a. She's very beautiful. She. You gotta see my cousin. You gotta see my cousin Vinny. My cousin Vinny is such a good film with Joe Pesci and uh, Marissa. Tim- it's a. 
just watch it. Just watch it. <laughs> yeah, oh, plan uh, it. I will achieve it. Just man. watch it. It's not only a good film, but you should just watch it. <laughs> I, tr- I trust your judgment, man. <laughs> Toby. Ew. So, tell us about Minecraft, man. Tell us about making a tune with them. <laughs> oh, God, let's not, <laughs> let's I, not go there, my dude. I want to hear like the main theme of Minecraft in a DMB tune tomorrow, 8 a.m. on my desk. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, it might not be tomorrow, but maybe... Damn it. Maybe uh, soon. All right, here, let me make the drums for you. All right. You got the kick, you got the sweet snare with a little bit of uh, like a cool, airy, uh, like a tail to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, did you did you get any questions in for Toby on your socials? Yes, we did. I mean, we, me, I we. did. I just asked you directly. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, <laughs> so, Toby, we've got questions. Uh, first one from Jerome Bruvishkovsky, who says, apart from the Think Break and the Amen Break, mm. what is your favourite break in drum and bass? Apart from the Think or the Amen? Yeah. Mm. I mean, naturally, um, you have to say Think Breaks because of this podcast, but still... Honestly, I would probably say Think Break, but Break. honestly, I'm going to sound like a bit of a noob. I can't think of any of us right now off the top of my head. The There's probably loads break. though, right? The, the drum, drum and bass break. I like that one. Um, I like the cold sweat break, the James Brown cold sweat break. I like that one. Oh, um, yeah. Is that what it's called? The cold sweat break? It's what I've got Is that what you've got? There's also the Sandman break. Sandman break. So, yeah. I'm not sure I know that one. We'd probably know all of them if we heard them, to be fair. Yeah, that's it. I know the weird little vocal vocal bit in it. Like, you know, what's that weird like capacity? <laughs> <laughs> Can we sample you doing that, please? Oh, yeah. dude, yes. You know what I mean though, right? Wait, no, next, it's next, impossible to know what I mean for. That's it. Next tune we all make has to have Toby go, Capacity. <laughs> <laughs> right before the drop. No, no, throughout, oh. throughout the whole way. Just for, yeah, throughout the air. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's just an annoying... Like, it's just, it's just instead of that thing. Yeah. Oh, you know what, actually? This... I don't know, yeah. I'll let you guys answer. Well, do you guys answer? Or is it... I guess I mean, I, just... I mean, I don't question. know. Yeah. We could, yeah. yeah. Go on, no, you I guys think, answer. I don't think my, the viewers my, care about us enough. My, my, my answer's been absolutely shocking. <laughs> you know, I don't know <laughs> They are pretty others. crazy. <laughs> but no, I did actually have a uh, something I was going to bring up that is in regards to Jungle Breaks. Mm. And more specifically, what a lot of drum and bass listeners call the baby noise. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it says baby, baby, though, actually, does it? I don't, like, the original no, sample. No, people just think it sounds like yeah. a baby because it's, like, squeaky the, or whatever. The, yeah, it's high pitch. What, the, the sound in Think Break, right? Yeah, I think it's in the yeah, Think Break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. the fuck it is, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. So um, I, w- I was wondering <laughs> what you guys think about, like, should, do you think producers should just like ignore people kicking off so much about all that and just you, include it in their tracks anyway what do you mean or like, do you think it's important to like like with those little kind of noises because like obviously removing those out. from the breaks yeah 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 what's mm. just what's your kind of thought on that do you think us as producers should take on that kind of criticism I mean, that we seem to get or i think sometimes it just fits other times yeah, yeah whatever like yeah, it's depends. better without yeah depends yeah. on the tune yeah you could make that break though you can literally make that's an easy break to actually make yourself it's yeah not, well, that's it and it's easy it's easy enough to cut the sound out as well yeah exactly um, yeah. the way i've always seen it is it's like 
hearing those little noises, it's almost like a staple of the genre. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, why yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. then it just sounds like yeah. another break. But it's just, it's just something I've seen like on like YouTube comments of like some of my own tunes, some tunes of people I know and just other oh, drum bass tunes. Yeah, no, don't, you, I'm I mean, just, I just saw it more and more of just people just being like, super against that kind of noise so I, I, yeah, I yeah. Just thought it'd be an interesting thing I've, to i've had that in one of my tunes i remember comments saying awful because of that sound yeah exactly and yeah. i'm just like <laughs> so i mean the rest of the song though yeah i guess it's a matter of taste i don't i mean then there's nothing you can do about that you can take the criticism but when it comes to someone's taste it's like all right it's just not for you yeah yeah, that's it, really, isn't it? That's yeah. Don't take. I would. I would never take something like that. And now, if someone's like, "Yo, what the fuck is this noise that's in your break?" <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. shit. Yeah, yeah. If somebody <laughs> like, if that was the case, it'd be like, whatever. I'm just don't even pay attention to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just ignore those kind of comments. Yeah, I just think it's up to just taste. If they, now, if they're saying like it's gonna make the song better, I don't know about that. Yeah, I just wonder if there is like a little. A collection of people that are into drum and bass where if that noise is used too much they're just going to kind of go off the genre or if that's already happened because of that i just think it's like kind of an interesting thing um well i, th- I mean if you think one, about like most drum and bass it's like what what else is there yeah a lot of things have been done in drum and bass not only have a lot of things been done there's so many different kinds of sounds even we talked about this on one of our podcast episodes. There's so many labels in drum and bass. I mean, there is a lot of labels oh, in drum man, and bass. So yeah. Since um, I've been away, I came back and there's just so many sprouted up as well. It's I'm exploded. Just like, oh, shit, I need to catch up on all of these. <laughs> yeah, it's exploded, man. It's it's nuts. And there's a there's an audience, whether it's small or big, like we said in the, yeah. uh, in the beginning of the episode, uh, for each and every one of these, even if the production may not sound too great. I think that it's just taste and there's just a, there's a broad market in the drum and bass community, I guess, for, for all kinds of different shit. Hmm. Although I do still think that if you're going to make a label it needs to be, you should play, you should have every, a little bit of everything on there. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's definitely an interesting question. Cause we've, I mean, we've got, we've got like friends of the show that have explicitly said they don't like that sound. Yeah. yeah. I'm not bothered by it. I use it, but I think, I I I think I, if there was, I, I don't understand how that particular song, within a break or, or you know I don't I don't see how that could ruin a song personally. I can't yeah, think of any other examples in other music where one tiny, tiny little staple sound of that genre yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah ruins it. That's ridiculous. But no, yeah, it's true. So yeah, so maybe it's a good thing that not a good thing, but yeah. I think it's just, you know, there's always a certain sound and it, maybe it's a tune that you like, but there's a certain sound that just kind of sticks out to you. It could be different for everybody. It's just like you keep hearing it over and over again. You're like, what the f-? It, it starts to get on your nerves a little bit, actually. What you mean? Like parties rocking in the house tonight. tonight. <laughs> just a sample that, I don't really know how to say it. It's a sample that just kind of stands out in the tune and it's playing nonstop. Oh right, yeah. I can see how that oh. can get on someone's nerves because it's just like I, I've definitely had that it. in D and B tunes before, you know. You're gonna hear it a lot, but I can't think off the top of my head what which one. But it, for me, it's particularly a lot of jump up and neurofunk that I hear yeah. those kind of sounds. Oh right, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, especially we this new kind of jump up shit. noises. Yeah, yeah. This new mm. kind of jump up is uh, it's a different beast, and it's taken over the entire genre. 
See, I, I will not. I refuse to listen to anything that has a oh, distinct yeah. lack oh, of cowbell absolutely. running through it. Dude, all the TI kids, start to like, they have like Can't pretty much the same. <laughs> cowbell is life. <laughs> yeah. well, well, dude, I'm not saying this music is bad. It's actually pretty good, but it's, it is a lot of this. It's very similar music. I'll put it that way. It's good though. You can you play that shit on the dance floor. I'm telling you, man. Hmm. Like I love mixing uh, TI tunes. In fact, Jump Up is just kind of fun to mix. Even if you're not really into the sound, it'll get you moving. Yeah. It is a good one to mix. I actually started on Jump Up when I got into drum and bass. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Um, was an artist that okay. you were into. Uh, Clips. Remember Clips? He oh, turned yeah. into Red Light, yeah. He's back though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is he back as clips? He's probably yeah. He's... he's back as clips. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave the genre behind and come back. Who does that sound like? Eh. Still mm. listen to a lot of upgrade. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just upgrade at all. Oh, upgrade. Ah, uh, yeah. Met upgrade actually. He's a pretty pretty funny guy actually. Nice. Um, nice. His music is yeah. nice. His music's mad though, isn't it? Yeah. He smashes it out as well. He's very good live. Very good DJ. Nice. Um, yeah. To speaking of like other artists now, we have got um, I've got another question that come into our Facebook. Okay. So this is from Matt Kirby, who's um, a long time fan of the show. Awesome he said, um, "Morning, guys. Hope everybody's well." Um, I'm just sliding in with a question for our legend Colossus. Hope it's not too late. It's not too late, Matt. I'm reading it. But over the years, we've seen some massive collaborations alongside the likes of Soul Motion, ALB, Imprint, Levance, Bad Graphics, Howl and JML, Phase 2, and most notably the wonderful Dean Beth. Uh, oh, shout yeah. out to anyone I've missed. He said, if you could collaborate with any one artist within the drum and bass scene, past or present, who would it be? Producer, vocalist, duo, trio, doesn't matter. Thanks, guys. Oh, my God. Um, oh, God, it's got to be Lensman, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I think it. I think it has to be Lensman, really. Good choice. Um, just because I, I don't know. I just love his sound, and I think what he, like what he's got going on has just been so perfected. And I would just love to see how that translates when he's working in the studio. Do you know what I mean? I yeah, think, I yeah, think yeah. That, I think that would be very valuable f- for me, anyway. Um, Another artist with a consistent uh, sound. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. But it's developed a lot over the years as well, yeah. actually. No, it's yeah, consistent, it's but it's it's developed very slowly. Like, it's impressive. Yeah, because he started off very much kind of, it's like super liquid, right? Like, yeah. just like very, mm. very liquid bass. But as it's gone on, it's got a bit kind of de- techier and darker, hasn't he? And he's mm. kind of adapted that kind of sound, which I think a lot it's of liquid the... artists seem to be doing, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, it does seem to be the way forward, I think, if you're not planning to go down the... Uh, kind of like hospitality route hmm. uh, like hospital records route I mean yeah yeah it's, it's, it's a really good question because I think there's loads of different angles you could look at because yeah. a collaboration is something different to everyone isn't it yeah, some exactly. people want to learn from the other eyes some people yeah there's there's just so much to it exactly I don't, I don't know who I'd say I don't think I could pin it down to one yeah to I am honest. I am torn because then there's plenty of others that I would love to get in a studio with just to learn more from yeah. yeah, like like different kind of things that I hadn't thought about. Like obviously, noisier would just be insane because yeah, you'd be yeah. in there with all three of them. Yeah, is it three? Yeah, it's all three, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. three. Um, I think in terms in terms of vibe, I would absolutely love to get in the studio with DJ Markey. Oh, shout oh, as well! That yeah. is a shout, mate. That is a shout. I bass such a sound guy as well. 
You can it have, seems you can like go. a man. Yeah, his his yeah. live shows, everything. Yeah, he just yeah. seems like he just has like such positivity yeah, around him. Exactly. And, and his records bang. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Damien, what about you? Only in drum and bass? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the question says drum and bass. I'm probably going to go with high contrast. Okay. Okay. Ooh, okay. And it's because I, I, I like his music, but his early work is doesn't yeah. match, in my opinion. Uh, like Make It Tonight, one of my all-time favorite mm. drum and bass tunes ever made. And uh, like just that, in fact, just that funky sound in general, like that organic, very soul kind of sound, like that seventies vibe. Days I gone love by, that man. Shit. You know, days gone by. By uh, yeah, make it by tonight. Oh, <laughs> That's probably who I would. I would collab with. But okay. Who would you? Who would you collab with? Um, I reckon it would either be Kim Yeon Law or LSB. Oh, Kim Yeon Law, that's a good shout, you know. Yeah, definitely that's Kim Yeon Law. That's a very, very good shout. Do you know he he made his first album on earbuds? Yeah, that is insane. I, rem- I remember he said, I think his earbuds are like I think he said it was like ten euros as well, so like really cheap. Yeah, ones really. As well. Yeah. And then he, then he goes, second album was made on nine euro earbuds. I was like, great, you just got to give him a Outrageous. He's just got like yeah, his Sonics are just on point. You know what I mean? Mm, he's so good. But it just goes to show, doesn't it? It just plays into what we were saying earlier. When you put the vibe first instead yeah. of worrying about all these silly little production yeah, things no, and spending abso- thousands kit in your studio out, yeah. and, you know, it helps. It does. It, it does help. Helps, yeah, it's not necessary. It's, it's not. not yeah, it's not a necessity. Exactly. When you know what you're doing, I think I, that really helps. Like if you just know what you're doing, sometimes it may not matter the kind of headphones. Yeah, you yeah, have. yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Especially if you're starting out as well. Like any mm. listeners that might be starting out or wanting to make drum and bass. Do not worry about buying all of the shit. As exactly. long as you have like a simple computer that you can run a DAW on, just go with it, man. Just keep making it. Everything else yeah, comes later. Pretty much it. My first ever like uh, release that I signed back when I was doing music as Amphix, though it was made in like these tiny little Logitech speakers. <laughs> I had no sub, barely any treble. Like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds horrible now. Like, don't get me wrong, but at the time, it was you know it was enough. So exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah same. Like my first few releases were literally just again just cheap earbuds. Didn't have an audio interface or anything. But yeah, yeah, same, same with mine. First releases, to be fair. I think mine were just headphones. I never had an interface. Good music if you, you can make it anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I fucking my first setup was jerry rigged as hell, dude. It was like uh, two, <laughs> <laughs> it was a bass amp speaker that I connected uh, to high like the really shitty loudspeakers to mm. on a terrible aged laptop. Oh, that's the one you you were selling recently, wasn't it? The 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 bass amp. Yeah, I sold all that shit finally. Yeah. That was pretty beastly, though, man. That's quite, that's quite a unit. I, well, I was like, yeah. Well, it was meant for just DJing, like, little miniature parties that RJ and I would mm. used to throw. Then I just stopped doing it. And I was like, all right. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, I think, I think we're coming to the end of the show. There was one last question from a friend of the show, um, Sophia Sahara. Curran, do you, do you want to ask yeah. this one? I feel like you'd get great pleasure out of it. <laughs> Right, final question for you, Colossus. Right. And it's quite a toughie. Okay. Mm. What is your favourite fruit? <laughs> I knew it was going to be this. Whoa. <laughs> <Okay>. um, Whoa. <laughs> that's a deep question, man. It's a deep question, mate. Um, fruit, 
fruit and fruit juice. I'm going to add that. Ooh, and on. fruit juice. Okay, okay, fair enough. Okay. Um, so with fruit, does it have to be like really specific? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, <laughs> it's a fruit. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, you know, like berries. I'm a fan of berries, bro. Like any oh, kind no, of no, berry. No, 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 no vegetables, Toby. You have, you have to be um, specific on the type of berry, <laughs> if that's the case. Oh, uh, wait, okay. It has to be a berry, probably like raspberries, you know, and that's a bit, kind Ooh, of, might be a bit chunk, of a weird chunk. one though. Uh, just and honestly with juice with juice probably guava man you know rubicon rubicon oh, guava. Fuck yeah. oh yeah yes fuck bit yes. of guava mate oh man yeah. or a bit of lychee yes <laughs> you've got yes. lychee before haven't you lychee gang yeah, i was gonna ask about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lychee gang yo the rubicon it's really confused though. like damien and Damien, someone you you know as well, commented on one of your posts, didn't they? <laughs> Saying like, "What the fuck is a lychee?" Uh, it was yeah, just like Swerve America or something. I don't know. Yeah. I know what the hell's going on here. I don't know <laughs> I'm fucking living in the hills of West Virginia. God damn it! <laughs> but yeah, berries, berries. I'd say berries in general. If it has to be narrowed down, raspberry. Oh mm. yes, nice. Very much so. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was more exciting. Yeah, that's it. That's all of our questions. Amazing. Thank that's, you for your questions. And yeah, that's about everything, isn't it? That's, yeah. It's time. It's time to wrap yeah. up. Go home. But before we wrap up, uh, Toby, do you want to, you know, link your socials? Do any of that plugin stuff that you want to do? Uh yeah. Just, just check me out on the socials. Really, Colossus. You know who the boss is. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> yeah no if you want to find me soundcloud just type in colossus dmb uh facebook is the same i believe yeah just if you type in colossus you'll see my mug on the on the profile picture <laughs> nice and yeah. any um any forthcoming work you'd like to tease about or say you've got coming uh yeah i've got well I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a um I'm going to be having an EP coming out. Uh, I think it's going to be independently released. Um, I'm not sure when it'll come out. It'll be sometime soon. Uh, and I've, when, yeah, when it's finished, right? You're sorry? When it's finished, right? When it's finished, exactly. Um, no, he's going to put out a half-finished EP out. <laughs> <laughs> Myself and Dee and Beth are actually working on quite a lot of stuff at the minute. So we're excited nice. to like, release some stuff again. As it's been quite a long time. And obviously me and her are very, very good friends. So... It's good to be making some music again. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to be having a few other releases coming out. Uh, yeah, you guys can just wait and see about them. <laughs> don't Ooh, give too much mystery, away. Mystery, man. Secrets. To be honest, I just don't know how much I can how much I can say, really. I know that sounds ridiculous, but... Nothing's truly set in stone with some stuff, so... That's I don't want to get people's hopes up or whatever. <laughs> totally fair. We appreciate you having a... We appreciate you on the show, man. Thank oh, you mate. for coming thank, on. Thank you for very much for having me on as well. Yeah. I've been, yeah, been, been listening to you guys for a, for a wee while now. So we it's been very nice it, to actually speak to you rather than just listen to you. <laughs> yeah, it's been great fun. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And now you'll get to listen to yourself speaking to us. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know if I can. I hate hearing my own voice. You know. <laughs> I'll get. I, I did at first, but I, get over we kind. I think yeah. we kind of got used I bet you to it. Used, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a monthly thing now, so yeah, yeah. Should be follow you. I still that. hate Curran and Damien's voices, but my own, I'm okay with. <laughs> oh, it, so. The feelings mutual, mate. The feelings mutual. <laughs> yeah, well, I have the coolest voice ever, so 
<laughs> Your British voice is the coolest voice, that's for sure. Yes, it is, mate. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I like Mark Strong's English voice. You guys know who Mark Strong is? I know the name. No. Oh, is he yeah. strong? <laughs> His goddamn accent Oh, I do, is... I do, actually, yeah. Is it the bald guy? Yes. What a badass. Oh, yeah. His English accent is, like, he, well, he's naturally English. His English, his accent is badass. <laughs> his accent is just like, it's like, whoa, this guy's testosterone levels are at max Dragon Ball Z power levels, okay? Fucking incredible. <laughs> but yeah, thank you once again, everyone, for locking in. If you've stayed with us from the last episode, thank you very much. If you're new, thank you very much as well. And hello. Um, you can find us on pretty much every social media site, uh, um, Think Breaks podcast, other than Twitter, which is Think Breaks cast because it was too long, apparently. So, yeah. Um, we also have a Discord server where you could join in and chat to us as well. Woo! So, yeah, you can always just search for the Think Break server. There's that as well. Um, you can also, we'll do a Spotify playlist featuring our favorite Colossus tunes as well as hey. any tunes or artists we may have referenced in this episode. So watch out for that. Indeed, uh, yeah. So yeah. with all that said, hopefully see you next time. Yep. See you. Have a good one. Enjoy the rest Thanks. of your day and Peace. take care. Bye. Bye-bye. And that's it.